Hello and welcome to the intro before the intro to the podcast. Um, just wanted to add this little section in just to let listeners know that there are sections of the podcast where the audio runs into one another so it actually sounds like myself and Scott aka Hellmonkey88 are talking over one another um, that wasn't the case as I said I'm just getting used to using the software and hopefully we can iron that out for future episodes um, unfortunately that meant that we couldn't really kind of do a proper conclusion and um, for Scott to say goodbye and to tell everybody where they can find them so I'm just going to do this now at the start just in case the audio gets a bit much for people at the end and they don't make it all the way through because I know it's a long one so you can find um, Scott Hellmonkey88 on YouTube um, just search the name as a title and you can also find him on Twitter if you want to reach out to him and talk about any of the content that he's putting out um, he's doing some really great stuff and I would love it if you could go over and support him um, I hope you enjoy the podcast appreciate any feedback that you give you can feel free to do so on my Twitter and that is at Good Rebel Game. I hope you enjoy the show thank you Hello and welcome to the Good Bebel Radio Podcast. I am your host, Andy Waring, and today I am joined by Scott Fagan, a.k.a. Hellmonkey88. How are you doing today, sir? Very well, thank you for having me. Appreciate you. And how's you? Oh, no, thanks for coming on, man. I really, really appreciate you, you know, taking the time and reaching out when I mentioned I was doing this. So it's great because it's kind of come full circle because when I was looking into doing Stadia-based sort of content and I was kind of experimenting and twitching stuff like that um I wasn't kind of kind of hitting the way I kind of needed it to and when I was looking at sort of direct streaming and seeing what the community was like you were one of the first people um that actually watched that did Stadia content <laughs> online I'm flattered and then, <laughs> and then and then I found out I found out you were Scottish and I was like well, that's my that's my Scottish Stadium fan stick completely gone out the window. <laughs> no, that was I was like, that was brilliant, mate. That was brilliant. I was just like, I was just like that, going, um, all right, okay. Well, there's apparently six people that like Stadia. Two of them are in Scotland, probably living about half an hour apart. <laughs> so you must be you probably came into it a wee bit earlier than me. So you what you're what Stadium Scottish Stadium number five, and I'm like Scottish Stadia fan number six. So. You know, it's it's on it's on the rise, man. It's on the rise. Um, but thanks for having, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. So before we get started and go into today's topic, um, just want to do some housekeeping and just talk a bit about the the plans for the show. At the moment, the show is going to remain an audio podcast, and there's no plans for any visuals yet. Purely just down to. Um, technologies at the moment. I so said I don't really have the the means to produce what I would feel would be a good quality visual podcast. So for the time being, we will be recording it through Anchor FM, who will be distributing the podcast to, to major services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Casts. So subscribe to the feeds and look out for that. I'm hoping to make it a weekly show. It's not just going to be Stadia and cloud-based content. It will be kind of varying week to week in terms of what the trends are and, and interesting topics that you guys think that we should we should talk about. 
Um, if you wish to support the show, there's no plans for anything like a Patreon at the moment. However, there is a link um, to a tips page if you wish to support the show. And if anybody um, wishes to chuck a couple of quid in the tin, then they will get a shout out throughout the month of March on podcasts and live streams as well. So now I've got all the boring stuff out of the way, let's talk about what we've been playing. What you've been what you've been playing, Scott? Well, as you know, um Buddy Simulator nineteen eighty four, a small indie game. Uh, not not cloud based, it's only available on Steam. Uh but I was lucky enough to grab a a key for that and that actually just released today, uh, believe it or not, that came out. Um, I had loads of fun with that, a very old school retro uh, style of game and I uh, got a few frights along the way. Um, other than that, I've actually been playing, I've been grinding a lot of the Division 2 on back on Stadia recently. I, I kind of I picked it up on the big screen, you know, just sitting on the couch in the big screen with it. Um did you play any of the Resident Evil 2 crossover stuff? Is that what kind of brought you back in? Or, no, um, was it, just... it wasn't actually, no, but I did claim the, the gear, the the Resident Evil gear that was there to be claimed. Um, yeah. But other than that, I've just been grinding the, the, the main missions. I still haven't completed, you know, the main storyline. Um, it's, it's one of those things. There's so many games out there I just picked. I'll pick something else up and I'll grind that for a little while and then I'll pick something else up and I'll grind that for a little while and then I'll, I'll come back round to them again eventually, you know. Um, and that's what Stadia is good for. It's there. I can just jump in anytime. Uh, I don't have to move anything around, you know, on the PC or that. Division 2 is probably one of the, was one of the first games that I got on Stadia. Um, but I did cheat a little. I did use my coupon and it was on a sale, so I te- technically got the game last year for nothing. Aye, that's what it's um, here for, though. Aye. aye, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a really good. It's something that I need to go back to. It's a really good port. Like I really do enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and I do actually enjoy playing online. Um, there is a video online. Um, of myself playing with Blake Stadia and Stadia Dad on YouTube. Um, and it's like a carry-on. I don't know if you've seen it, man, but it's like a carry-on film. It's just an absolute disaster. <laughs> disaster. But see, um, that's the thing, though. Um, you get you guys jump on there, and it, it's it's not just about the gaming at times. It's the friendships that come with it, and the uh, the enjoyment that you get out of it. Yeah, well, we're you definitely know? going to return talk about that when we're talking about the topic of the show. But um, one of the things I wanted to touch on, um, just kind of going back to Buddy Simulator, yes. I watched the the review video on YouTube, and I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, thank um, you. Well, the game, the game at times, just the way it kind of looked. I don't know if you've ever played it before, but it kind of gave me some like, Undertale yes. vibes. Um, when it came to sort of parts of parts of the gameplay and but I'm like I'm not a spooky game kind of guy. Like see see everyone's going ape for little nightmares too and I'm like that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is for me. Um but I I think for, for me I've actually been playing quite a, a fair bit this week. Um I've been playing Hades on the Nintendo yeah, you Switch. Yeah, I love that game, though. Uh, uh, it looks great. I, 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 I it love, looks great. I love yeah. that game. 
I tell I tell everybody that's either got a, a PC or a Nintendo Switch to buy that game and play it. It is just absolutely fantastic. The combat in it's fantastic. The story is great. Um, it never gets boring. And the I the thing is, I've not hammered the game mm-hmm. because I feel that if I was to ham go all the way through it and finish it, I'd be like, "What's next?" That that's kind of how that's how I kind of feel. It's one of those ones. It's how I kind of feel about it. That's how much I really really enjoy it, and I've not enjoyed the game like that in in quite some time. I mean, that's actually that's really good to hear because. You know, it won Game of the Year and a couple of different uh, awards. Uh, that IGN, IGN. Yeah, game yeah, yeah, game that of was the, year. the big one, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, generally speaking, I ain't one for playing uh, the sort of big, massive titles that everyone is interested in. But knowing you, knowing the, the, the taste in games that you have, and seeing your streams, uh, yeah, look, it makes me want to go and get it, but. As I said, and I, this has been this is a gamer's life uh, that revolves around why should I get that game when I have so much else here? But then something will tickle my fancy and I'll jump right in and get it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's, it's a never it's ending always, cycle. It's, it's a never ending cycle. It's like this the the struggle is real. It's like first world problems. <laughs> That's you know what I mean? exactly what it is. Um, it's a, it's it, terrible, but it's exactly I, what it is. Ah, it's, it's it's absolutely crazy, man. Um, but it's a game. It's a game that I really enjoy. I just don't want it to. And actually, no, I've not seen the full Nintendo Direct, but I noticed that they are releasing a physical version of the game, and it comes with a code for the soundtrack, Ooh. and it comes it comes with um, a wee booklet that's got like some of the art and stuff like that as well, oh. um, which mate, which got me thinking. The old the old cogs were turning. It's it's rare that that happens, but I was like, the soundtrack will be on Spotify, and I looked, and I was like, that yeah, dancer, it's in there. It's like bingo. <laughs> so I'm like, I've got some future listening, which I'm quite I'm quite chuffed about. Probably. Um, and then in addition to playing playing Hades, um, I've been playing Red Dead Online. Um, but I've been talking about that quite a lot. But the other thing I was kind of playing, um, was last night, was the Gardens Between. Um, it's an indie game mm-hmm. that's on Stadia Pro. It's by a developer called Voxel Angels, um, and I streamed it as part of the Stadia Bass community network of streams that are currently ongoing at the moment. Have you caught any of that at all? Or? I watched. Wa- you know what? I think I watched um, last sort of last week's. I haven't watched any of this week's. Um, as you know, we're on a different time zone. And uh, yeah, I I am in the process of catching up with everything, but I have watched people playing the gardens between before, and it's a really beautiful looking game, and it's uh, it's a sort of puzzle puzzle puzzler, isn't it? It's a puzzle solving game. I it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of it's obviously the aesthetics kind of different, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of Monument oh, Valley. Okay, okay. Um, the mo it's the mobile game. Um. Just in terms of how kind of how you solve the puzzles, it's it's um, the mecha- the mechanics of it are really yeah. really simple, but it does it does make you think, um, and I really really enjoyed it, and I think I'll save it for stream again. Yeah. Um, so if anybody is kind of going, Andy, what are you talking about? What's the the Stadia Bass Community Network? Well, we'll we'll just do a kind of quick chat about that. Um, 
what the Stadia Bass Community Network is, is a network of streamers who stream games on Google Stadia and they stream Monday through to Friday and it's streamers that are based all over the globe so you've got the likes of myself in Scotland, you've got Codex Chronicles, Stadia Dad, um, Blake Stadia down in England, you've got a new joiner, Stefan from Germany, you've got um, Eli who is from Iran, you've got everyone in the US um, and your mum and now your mum and knows and Spectre who curated the idea of it um, and it's basically just to kind of raise awareness of the platform, give people a chance to cut their teeth streaming whether they want to use their OBS and all their f fancy transitions and scenes and all sorts or if it's just direct streaming or you just want to jump on and just do an hour talk about it um, I was a bit I'll be honest I was kind of like that wondering how it would kind of go but the more I kind of watched it and the more I kind of seen how people were reacting and the, and, and the vibes and stuff like that um, kind of made me want to jump in and be a part of it. It's really, really positive, even amongst everything that's going on just now. It's probably one of the good things because it's bringing people, people together. Um, so if you are watching this, or sorry, listening to this, um, and you, I know I'm that used to streaming there. I know, I know. <laughs> no, I, you know what I mean? It's just like. Um, you know, if you if you are listening to this and you are interested, let me know and I will get you in touch with either Anthony or Spectre and into the Discord. So feel free to message me on Twitter about that. Um but I said apart from that, I said those have really been the only the only games that I've been playing at the moment. Um so without further ado, I think we kind of should get down to brass tacks and talk about today's topic, which is ironically google stadia um and where we think the platform should go from here um i know yourself scott you're heavily invested in stadia and you you know like like myself can i keep an eye yeah. on the news and um, what's your what's your what's your thoughts at the moment on this on this current okay, state of play here we go ah uh... Yeah. I'm sitting down, it's fine. With the recent news, it's a bit of a it's, it's a hit and a miss. Um do you know, just 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 before we go any further, I think a lot of people outside of you know the stadia community uh and sort of mainstream gaming media they haven't got an idea or a clue as to anything that's going on. All right. All they see outside is any mainstream outlets putting things out which is always negative but um as far as the the lawsuit that we that i seen today this class action lawsuit uh, i wouldn't be too worried about that uh, over in america people file class uh, class action lawsuits on a daily basis for the most ridiculous of things and uh, i really don't see that being a problem uh not that i am legally uh a, a legal expert or anything but i just just you know trying to think of the trends and and and, the, and them sort of things that happen all the time it's only come to fruition i think today because of recent negative news uh regarding stadia 
you know, that sort of pile-on mm-hmm. situation, you know, they, they, they kick a man when he's down. Uh, I think that's why yeah. that's came out, uh, you know, to the forefront of uh, news today. And I'm sorry, I hope you didn't hear that notification there, no? No, you're fine. My phone seems to be my phone keeps buzzing, 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 buzzing. I'm about to put um, it away. It's 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 annoying, man. Um yeah, I mean I I'm 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 the same to you. So for anyone that's listening that doesn't really kind of understand or get what Google Stadia is, it's a cloud gaming platform that gives you the basically kind of gives you the ability to play current gen games on a variety of hardware so you can play it on your old laptop you can play it on android and ipads and you can even play it on your phone or you've got the option to buy into the chromecast ultra controller uh, and controller bundle called the premier edition um you know and basically instead of downloading your games and having to store them on a hard disk you are streaming them in the cloud. Um, it's currently set up at the moment. Um, there is a, a free tier service where you can just buy your games a la carte and stream them up to 1080, 60 frames per second. Um, then there's the option to buy into the Pro model, which is 899 UK prices. I think Scott? so. Uh, I don't actually have Pro right now, but I yeah. believe it was 899 when I had it. Because it's te- yeah, it's nine nine, it's nine ninety nine yeah. US, so it will be eight ninety nine, yeah, nine ninety nine. And that basically gives you the. Uh, I'm going to say that I'm going to be careful how I word this, just based on the <laughs> recent days. Um, but it gives you an opportunity to play the games at a higher resolution than ten eighty, um, and also gives you um, access to a catalogue of games, um, which update every single yeah. month as well. Um, I am a big fan of Stadia. I I really like the platform. I, I'm I'm not all in. I'm, I wouldn't necessarily say I am a fanboy. And it's like I will play Google Stadia. I'm going to go and sell every single console <laughs> and every single thing that I have. And I'm going to invest. I'm going to invest my entire life into this tiny little controller in Chromecast. And I'm going to get every single game that's on there with all the money that I've managed to amass. That by selling <laughs> all my shit, um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not at that. But I was. You know, I. I came into Stadia um, when they announced what what was called at the time the base tier at round about lockdown, and they gave everybody the opportunity to try Pro mm-hmm. three months for free. Um, and the reason that I kind of probably jumped in at this point was because I really, really liked the idea of the tech. I thought it, I thought that it was that it was great, and if this was brilliantly executed, then I thought it would. I personally thought it would be massive. Like I think quite a lot of people at the time kind of did. When I did. I, I, I certainly thought it was going to take off um, bigger than it is. Aye, um, you know, and it was something that I always, always kept an eye on. But part of me was always nervous about jumping in on the founders um, was because I was thinking there's no way for me to prove if this yep. works for me. 
So what you know, at the end of the day, the you know, you know, it is a great service, but it's only as good as your internet. So if your internet craps out on you, you know that's it. Um, and that's why I can I, I can I came in at that time and I used devices that I owned and controllers that I owned, and I probably bought into the Chromecast. The, the controller wasn't until the Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. All right, okay, I think a lot of people um, like that though. You know, I, I think a lot of people. I mean, so I, as I said, I enjoyed it. I played the, I played a bit of Division Two, and the games are on Pro. But I kind of, as um, Cyberpunk was coming out, I kept more of a closer eye on things and the subreddit and stuff like that because I knew deep down that the likes of my the PlayStation Four that I currently have is a base model, and it. You know the hardware is running. Mm-hmm. You know beyond its capabilities for the, the quality of titles that are coming out, and I was just thinking, I just think if I put Cyberpunk in it and inside it, thinking it was going to run the way that it looked, you know, not knowing what we know now, um, I thought that basically my PlayStation was just going to conk out and break, <laughs> which is why I just, it, um, I just kind of was considering sort of sort of stadia. Huh. At that time, when did you start coming to Stadia? When did you? Well, kind of start I tell you, when, I knew about the uh, oh god, Project Stream. It was um, when it was in beta, so I'd heard about it and actually tried to get in on it. Um, but you know, you need to be you need to be somebody to get in on these things, you know. And I was just a little nobody, uh, which is completely fine. So I'd heard of it, and I, I listen. I really wanted to try it. New tech. And uh, at the time when the founders and everything went out, I didn't get hold of one of them either, which I was disappointed. And that was partly the reason for me. Uh, sorry, part of that reason was because I was working away from home at the time. Um, so I, I comes back and I finally manages to pick up the Premier Edition because I'm sitting without a gaming rig at this time because... Um, not to go too dark, but a friend of mine's house got broken into in the summer of uh, 2019 and uh, his little brother, massive football fan, played for his local team. Uh, all he did was play FIFA. Anyway, they got away with his, his PlayStation uh, and all that. So I gave him the Xbox that I had and I had FIFA. So I, I was sitting there without a gaming rig. No... Knowing that Stadia oh, was coming, I wasn't using it at the time. I was I was away working away from home, you know. Um, so it was sitting there. Aye. I wasn't doing anything anyway. But I was really so I'd heard about Stadia and, and Project Stream, and I really wanted to try it out. And I've I was there as soon as I could get it. I got it. And I'll tell you something. I first got it. I thought I regretted it. I thought I was going to regret it because I could not get a game to run. Uh, so I get on the Google Help uh, and they talks me through it and they help me optimise the setup. And after that happened, it was it worked like a dream. Mm-hmm. So it did. I was playing games at 1080 on the Chromecast with uh, Sky Sky's original internet, not fibre, the old copper cable internet, uh, 25 was it 25 down and like five up or something like that and i was playing it i was playing at 1080 on Aye. the uh on the chromecast absolutely zero problems whatsoever so from then on in i was like this is the absolute future i was convinced that 
that Google and uh, Stadia was going to take, well, Stadia was going to take off, forgetting that they had the Google name behind it, um, and realizing past failures of Google were always going to come back to haunt anything that Stadia done wrong, which, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's easier now that we're here to say that, but at the time, it didn't even occur to me that it was a Google product. A Google product, you know, it was just look. I'm sitting here with a controller in my hand, playing games, without and I, and all, I spent a hundred a hundred quid. You know, I mean, plus the price. I, well, in fact, no, not even the price of the game because at the time when I got it, I got three months of pro, so I had all the access to the pro games, and they gave me Destiny for free as well. See, this was before it went free to play, um, and I had mm-hmm. played Destiny on the PlayStation. I hadn't played the second one uh, on any console, but it was literally like just sitting playing a console. So it was when everything was optimized, it was fine. And I tell you what, the optimization didn't take long either. It was like about twenty minutes, half an hour on the live chat with someone. You know, Hi. so. Mate, I was hooked for there. I thought this was the best thing since sliced bread. And obviously, I've kind of, you know, I came across yourself as, as I said, you were one of the first sort of streamers mm. that I saw on YouTube that was doing Stadia content. Um, what made you decide that that was what you kind of wanted to get into? And kind of what you when when I met at the time I kind of met you wanted to do that and do things like this. Yeah, well, community. it kind of all came from that. Do you know how I found the racing community? Um, I was using Facebook at the time. I don't anymore, uh, but I was on Facebook at the time, and I was in a couple of Stadia groups, and I was using that, you know, to try and find some multiplayer because the the, the player base just was not there, you know, in the first in the first three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still not exactly where you would like it to be right now. But so I used that and someone put me on to the racing community and on the Discord. And I was like, my God, I mean, the last time I used Discord, I thought, oh God, I was just a young pup. Um, you know, and all your different messaging apps you used to have on your phone. Oh, mate, <laughs> yeah. I remember back in the day, you, you, you had MSN yeah, Messenger oily, and ICQ. Oily. Just... Showing, showing my age a bit here, so, man. So, 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 a multiplayer uh, experience, you know, through the racing games uh, that were available at the time, which was the Crew 2 and Grid. Um, so just time went on and then I became more comfortable in there and I uh, I was messing around in a laptop I had and I started just producing some highlights videos from the, the races and everything that we were doing and I thought, right, I'll upload them. And I was shown on to the guys and they thought it was great and I just kind of grew through there and uh, I went out and I bought myself a decent laptop and um, you know mm-hmm. I just started dabbling at the live streaming and I'm not going to lie I still get so nervous before I do it these days but um, 
it, it doesn't really get yeah. any easier on your nerves, and ah, it's everything just kind of has a natural path, and it just it just grew into uh, me just falling right back into gaming, and, and see to be honest, the, the the situation in the world right now, as bad as it is, has helped me do that because you're stuck in the house without there's yeah. not much else going, you know. Yeah, I mean, I know that we're kind of we're going <laughs> a bit off topic, and we, you know we will get we will get to the topic of the show soon. But you know, it is it is a really good point of conversation that you know lockdown really it, it did have for me personally. It, you know, it kind of really did have an impact on me. Um, and even as I kind of guess before that, because about I say four or five months mm -hmm. maybe a wee bit longer than that before lockdown i actually All changed right. career um so i um kind of was in working in financial services and then i changed to early years in childcare oh, where right. i do an apprenticeship um and i was the only with the exception of like a male teacher who's in another part of the building like in the area that the nursery i was working in i was the only wow. guy so see when it so see when it came to conversations and stuff like that, and you're like, um, so what were you doing last <laughs> night? And you're like, ah, not 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 much. Just like settling the kids, been you know really era like that. Oh yeah, I was uh, no, I was I was trying out to go stadia. You know, it, 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 you know I re I really like it. I, I'm not quite sure whether I want to commit to getting a Chromecaster controller. What, what, what's your views? Yeah, probably get a blank expression. But as in older jo older jobs, I've always been able to kind of talk about that. But you know, I think that yeah, as as you as you said, it's like that. I think that having that kind of outlet, like I was, um, you know, I, I I was like kind of play kind of playing games. I I jumped in with the Animal Crossing. Grace never never tried it. First, I probably it never will. You know that nothing against the game. I just I, yeah. I think it's something that came in all, along at the at the okay. at the right time for a lot of people. But again, I mean, even even though I was kind of playing that, I said I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really playing with anybody else, you know. And then it wasn't until kind of later on, I'd probably say, kind of September October time, a friend I used to go to school with, like, started heavily right, promoting okay. their Twitch. And I was like, right. I was like, and I was aware of it. I knew what it was and stuff like that, but I just didn't think it was anything that was accessible and things. And then I, I watched them do it, and I was like, that looks mm -hmm. like quite a lot of fun. And then, and I was like, oh, can I fancy. Can you I, cut I, the bug as well as me, do <laughs> I, I, I was like, I cannot, it's like, I, I, I fancy having a crack at that. And that is something that I think it'll keep right, as, okay. a to as a topic for another time um, in terms of like kind of getting into it. I'd like you to come back actually, um, you know, in terms of kind of the, you know, talking about the fe feelings of what it's like to do something like that because, you know, it, it doesn't sound like a big deal. It's like, you know, you, you, see, you say it to the common person just like that. Oh, you know, what do you do in your spare time? It's like, oh well, you know, I play games and you yeah. know, sometimes I stream them out on the internet. And yeah. Go, oh, why, why, why do you do that? You know, um, I know, you know, it's, I know it's, the it's exact feeling you mean when that comes up in know. conversation, man. I, I, you know, you can like I, I remember for a good, good while, um, like I waited till like, everybody was asleep. <laughs> 
I sleep, I sleep, and um, you know, I would just kind of casually <laughs> kind of set things up, and uh, and then get later and later and all like that. No, I need to actually say that I maybe do this so that I can kind of get set up to kind of go I... live when people start going to bed. <laughs> And that and that and that kind of thing, um. But you know, it was kind of through that, and I, I, again, in terms of like uh, reason I'm kind of talking about this is kind of how it like kind of led me to the more community side of things. So it's like I started playing Stadia, and I wanted to stream it because I felt that it was quite a good conversation piece to have on streams. Um, I couldn't run it on Twitch with the stuff that I had; it was just lagging, and it, it was just it didn't make it look good. <laughs> And then direct streaming came along and then, you know, it's, it's snowballed from there and I've been able to meet some, and, and, you know, be in contact with some awesome people as a result of it. Um, and, I'm you know, and it, it was something, and even when I kind of told people about it and they were like that, thinking, you know, Stadia isn't our thing, but, you know, you should go do it, you know, because they thought it was all going to blow up because they seen the boulders getting the cyberpunk stuff. And they kind of thought, well, if that's what you want to go and that's what you want to go do, then go then go do it. Um, and then that's when I kind of made the sort of transition, the tra- the transition over. Um, but you know that that's kind of how I'm kind of f- f- falling into the way of it. But I mean, if we're going back to like say yes. the last few weeks, <laughs> it's like it's 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 tough out there, kind of you know talking about it as a platform. Um, even amongst like the community no. without annoying somebody. I mean, <laughs> I know I, I I hear your frustrations. And honestly, I know exactly how you feel. It's because you're like you're like the Stadia community is an amazing community, and it's absolutely it absolutely is. But at the same time, it's like that when all this news drops out, drops all of a sudden, kind of you know turns into something that you would maybe find on a PlayStation Reddit. Yeah, I think the biggest, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The biggest quickly turn is, um, is um, social media, and um, you know, not the the way you read something is not the way that the, the person wrote it. Uh, the way I read something, I could read something in a tone, mm-hmm. and I think. Oh, this guy's being an uh, you know a dick or an asshole or whatever. But the way that person's written it is not meaning it in that sense whatsoever. You know, it's maybe just the, the wording. And, yeah, you know, not I everyone know, can grammatically type everything out to suit absolutely everyone's uh, thought process on on social media. That has got a big, massive part to play. You know, it's so much easier if uh, to to interpret someone's view. Speaking, you know, I've got to say face to face, but you know, a proper conversation so you can hear the tone of their voice and, and the way that they, they put forward certain words in their sentences. You know, that's only the way you'll ever get a full understanding of what someone means. Uh, so try not to take the social media too seriously, but it's easy to get drawn in, yeah. I mean, it's. Ah, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite easy, and I, I nearly did once, and then I kind of stepped back from it. But you know, I find it really, really hard trying to translate Scottish into English so that people can actually read what I'm writing. So do you know what I mean? It's like it's, 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 it's pretty, pretty tough. You know, where we're from, obviously, where we're from, Ayrshire. Like, see, see what what you read that I type online is nothing like the way that we normally speak, and. Uh, Naturally, we we no are quite aggressive in the way that we speak. So, yeah, how we inflict, yes, how we inflict uh, words it's and, actually and quite how we aggressive. Um, 
So try not to be uh, aggressive. It just doesn't work in social media. They, they don't go hand in hand, unfortunately. I know. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a tightrope, man. It is, and I'll tell you what, by the way, just kind of drifting off subject, but the best thing I ever did was uh, limit my social media use just down to the, like one, so it's like Twitter, basically, that's it. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call your messaging services, yeah. you know, as a social media sort of thing. Um, no, absolutely not. I mean, I, I I use Twitter just to kind of promote stuff that's, and it's helped me connect with people and things like that, and see see what's up and get some news. And you know, in some ways it's good, in some ways it's bad. And I guess kind of talking about using that as a news feature probably leads quite nicely into the topic of the day um which is where we think where do we think google stadia should go from here um i mean we all know that at the turn of the year you know things were looking really good for stadia um, i and then they had the buzz of cyberpunk they were getting so many folk coming in saying you know i've i've Play, yep. I'm playing Cyberpunk in Stadia. It's amazing. Um, you know they were loving it. They read it. Was sharing. Everyone was sharing screenshots. Going ape. They were like, right, this is great. What other games should I get? You know, what the people were people were buying into it. The Reddit numbers were going up. Um, you know, it, and to be fair, we all know that you know the Reddit numbers are only really like a a, a snapshot of who's truly, you know, kind of invested in, in play, because, you know, there's people out there. I mean, PlayStation has sold, what, over yeah. 120 million PS4s? So the subreddit doesn't reflect the views of those 120 million people, but, you know, the the numbers were showing that the interest in the, in, in the platform and stuff was on the rise. And, pe- you know, people were having conversations like, oh, you know, it'll be really fantastic when the, S- you know, SG&E or Stadia Games and Entertainment, sorry, for the people that don't know, um, release first party games. And I was super, super excited about it. And I actually wanted to do some content relating around predictions. And I'm going to come out and say this, that if I actually had done it, I would have looked a bit silly because one of my predictions this year was for Stadia Games and Entertainment to tease a first-party game or give us an indication of a protagonist in a, fra- in a, in a franchise. Hey, and listen, boy, would no, I no, no, I think I a lot of people out. were thinking along the same lines. So off the back of all the... Uh... You know the good, the good vibes that they came into the new year with, but you're sitting there, you're thinking as well in January, how can they make this, you know, better? Because Cyberpunk, you know, they they, they messed up the, uh, you know, development for the the, the old gen Playstations and Xboxes. They were up in arms. Um, you needed to have a really high end PC uh, rig to run this, and then Qlock just came in and went beep boop beep. There's a Stadia version, and it's running. It's Running great, you know. The only problems was the de- the developers bugs, the, the game bugs, nothing to do with Stadia, uh, etc. The games, the games, games running as it as it, it was, should, yeah. um, you know. So they come into the new year, and uh, apart from F one as well, so they dropped Ari in the Secret Seasons, which is like a forty fifty dollar game uh, on the Pro. As well, and then everything always calms down, you know, January, February time, uh, in the game, in the gaming world, uh, that's just that there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing new there. Uh, 
Yes, they do. Everyone they do because we're into the second quarter of the year, which is when a lot of games were delayed until because of COVID. You know, this is there's a lot of games going to be coming out in the next uh, in the next six nine months that were, you know, due to be out last year, uh, which have been delayed until now. Um, mm-hmm. But on the subject of the state of games and entertainment, I was thinking that that. Exactly. So along the same lines, I was thinking we were going to get an update on what they were, so what type of it, something was going to happen this summer. Um, you know, they had the connect the year before. Uh, no, yeah, connect. They called it a connect, didn't they? Or was it a direct? No, the, the stadiums were connected. Yeah, that's because that just happened. <laughs> I think it was because I mentioned, I thought, oh, maybe we could talk about it. And then I read and I was like, yeah, it's going to be 50 minutes long. And I was like, right, well, if we try and fit that on top of everything else, then, you know, we could be here tomorrow. <laughs> try to that was going to come much the same, much the same yeah, but... as you. So do you know what, do you know the thing personally for me, the thing that gets me with them shutting it down uh, is... The potential that you could see with the tech that we 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 know that the tech works, and then you had people you had people like Jude Raymond, uh, mm-hmm. you know, speaking about the, the type of game, uh, the type of games that it could make with the tech, um, and then they shut it down, and you're thinking, why, like, why? I know. It's I mean, selfish for I, me, I, I as was in, really, because really I'm disappointed. Like that, that's I, on me. That's a selfish thing for me. I was disappointed because I wanted to see what they could do. See, I don't think it. Fair enough. You could maybe see it as a selfish point of view, right? And I mentioned this on the the Codex Pages podcast um, a couple of weeks ago when we kind of talked with myself and the host Dave and talked about it there. And I, we both said, well, I can, I kind of said was that I felt I grew up with exclusives on all platforms. I grew up with, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog being associated with Sega and, you know, always Mario associated with Nintendo the, um, you know, the Super Nintendo had exclusive games. Like you had Street Fighter 2 Turbo back in those days and you always used to argue with your mates about what was better and really you you know I, you, you liked both because if you, you had to pick a side you know because you were that as well. it was stupid. a time when yeah um, game but, has always been one or the other sort of thing hasn't it through the years there's always been two sort of companies battling mm-hmm. it out if knows it like the sort of history of uh, of uh, gaming so once it came away for the arcade sort of scene it's always been two companies but even back in the arcade the times of the arcade, it was always one or two different companies uh, within areas um, battling it out. So, aye, uh, it's just as I said, it's always something that's been instilled in me since I, you know, had my first consoles, and it went all the way through PlayStation. Um, even like periods when I had other systems, like kind of in br- brief times, like I, I have like dipped in. I have had Nintendo consoles in the past. Um, I currently have got a Switch. You know, and there's you know there's games I really want on there. And one of the things that I kind of said at the time, like I got a Nintendo Switch because I really wanted to play Mario nope. Kart. I can't play Mario Kart on any other platform. I got 
I got a PlayStation 4 because I really liked the Uncharted series and I saw Uncharted 4. Um, and that was enough for me to go... I'm, I'm, I'm back in. That kind of got me back in on the, on the sort of, I guess it's the last generation now. Um, you know, the, these were things that appealed to me because it was kind of something that was you couldn't really get anywhere else. And that's what I was really kind of hoping that, that Stadia could show off. And, you know, in the day it's happened, I'm gutted it's happened. I'm not going to lie. You know, I, 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 I've, made, I've made my points clear. And I know people have said, oh, no, you can't miss what you haven't had. But technically, I have had it because I've had it on other... I've been fortunate enough. I don't... I, I can't get down with this. Um, you, you can't miss what you what you didn't have uh, sort of scenario because one of the reasons that I bought into the platform in the beginning was the lure of exclusive first-party cloud gaming. Now, understanding... You know, I don't fully understand the tech, but understand what the tech of cloud gaming is capable of, um, and especially Google because their tech is, uh, you know, world leading in the cloud. So, sort of. well, not world leading, but one of the world leading uh, cloud business infrastructures. So, um, you see that, and you buy into it, and then they take that away. They take that away from you. But the thing, the thing mm-hmm. that. The, the worst thing about that is they leave they leave it hanging now um, as to exactly what direction they're going. You know, we read that statement, oh, we're going to try and uh, partners, partners, partners. Um, what about your consumers? I, I, th- I That's what I think. And I, I, I think that, you know, I think that the, the kind of the point of what we're kind of leading to, I think, would be quite a nice kind of conclusion that we can kind of dis, kind of discuss at the end. But the things that kind of got me about the SG and E um, the most was just the kind of the aftermath and the articles that came out of it after, um, and the reason one of the reasons why they kind of shut it down was because. They, you know, they were getting nervous about the moves that Microsoft were making and the acquisitions of Bethesda. Now, I'm sorry, fair enough, right? Bethesda make great titles. I know that I'm not disputing that. I don't particularly play a lot of them in my time, but I, I know enough about them to respect them and respect the quality that, that is out there. But Microsoft yeah. bought other first-party studios as well that are equally just as good. They bought Bethesda. Yeah. They bought Double Fine. Um, no, it's not Beth- um, Bethesda. Where we're talking about that. Sorry, Obsidian. They bought them. Who and you know who? Who oh, else? Who else have they bought you know, as well? Not I know what you're about. It's. Do you know that yeah. way? I'll fi- we'll fi- I'll finish this and it will come to me. But Microsoft were on a first party buying spree for a while before the Bethesda acquisition, and even before the Bethesda acquisition, there was always still the rumor that Microsoft were going to buy a Japanese developer because they want to break that market. You know, this is you know this is was showing Microsoft were showing how serious they were for quite some time. And I think that just to kind of say, oh, well, Microsoft no. bought Bethesda is game over. And my view is, is, is a bit of a cop-out. I think it's purely down to the fact that somebody has crunched some numbers and went, 
this could potentially make us a chunky loss and I've decided to basically cut it loose and I feel that I know that people have kind of talked about the you know the messaging and how it's through and how one week they were told that everything was fine and they were doing a great job but I'm going to talk about my experience. I've, I've worked for, in the past, a couple of companies that were owned, okay. basically owned by American parent companies. And I have been in sort of situations where quick decisions have been made um, in terms of, you know, company mergers and that sort of thing. Um ironically the company that I was working for at the time was being bought over by the company <laughs> that I had left about a year ago before that and it was it was one of those things and the, the email communication about it right came out at the exact same time it was made public so the public and the staff everybody knew about this at the same time they came in they sat at their desks yeah. and they went look at the news <laughs> I was like, no way! That just started buckling, and one of the things was, it's like there were. I think it was. It wasn't necessarily a. It was a kind of confidence type thing. I think it was, and I think it was one of these kind of casual things that were kind of you know just having a drink and going. Do you know, you're quite good at this, and we're not that good at this, but we're good at this, and you're not. You know, they, they were seeing the value in each other's services and stuff like that, and pretty much practically by the sounds of it, on a handshake went. I do you want to do a, do you want to do a deal deal with merger two companies name your price, yeah. and then before you know it, it was done. It was done and dusted like that. So I've I've had first hand experience of that. Now you know I, the yeah. way the article is written sucks, but I don't you know. But it, and and I think it was yesterday on. I don't know. Did you watch the the Rock and Yeah, Ray I watched. Show? I watched some of. I watched the first twenty minutes or so uh, last night. I th- I think it was either on there or it might have been it might have been hype, but it was it was Ray um who said if you don't know who Ray is, Ray's a gaming cyborg, check him out, Ray. Um Ray what's, what's what's his his three months. Yeah. Check 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 him out. He's you know, he's practically a pillar of the community. He he knows what he's talking about. And he yeah, was talking he about experiences a, from a corporate perspective as well. Do you know what I mean? It? Like it's not it's not it, it, I so it's not a yeah, I can understand where people are looking from it. They're looking at it from an employee perspective, but I'm looking at it from working with a corporate a, a corporate company and a company that yeah. in their field were huge. That kind of you know kind of rocked the boat and did this, so it's not it's not uncommon. I think the crappy thing about it was is that you know at the time the the, the messaging apparently they knew that they were going to cut everything loose, which isn't isn't great. That's that's um, business. That, you know, that's never going to change. But this, this is um, the thing. Put yourself in the the hierarchy's position there. Are Aye. you going to tell? Are you going to tell one hundred and fifty people on Monday that you're going to walk through the door next Monday and tell them that they don't have a job? Or are you just going to keep things as business business as usual until the time comes to tell them? Because you know exactly what's going to happen. The tools are going to go down. There's still things to do in that in that time period, mm-hmm. and you can bet your bottom dollar that the guys above uh, the person, i.e., uh, Mister uh, Phil Harrison, that had to deliver that news, the guys above him, here they've been told under no certain circumstances that they. Get told the news until 
uh, until they say so. You know, that's business. That's what happens. So it's a shitty thing to do. It's a shitty I, thing to do. But yes, see, but see, the thing is, right? The, it, it happens all the I, time, and we don't hear about it because it's not. It's it's not um, gaming related because that's the sort of, that's no. what we're speaking about here. Or it's not. It, it, it doesn't affect you or anything that that, that comes your way. And I think, I think as well, it's like Phil Harrison's track record of the last sort of two console generations easy target, yeah, has no, made yeah. it easy to make him a scapegoat. You know, it is, it is, it is an easy target. And I probably sat there and kind of thought, you know, when the, po- the, the blog post came out, I was yep. like, he's been radio silent really since June. Like, you know, I think the, the I mean, if anybody can tell me otherwise, um, feel free to tweet and let me know. But my my understanding, the last time he came out in anything stadia related was the Connect in June, and I think was yeah. that not when they announced the, the Phoenix and Rising exclusive job, demo man. dropping at that point. And you know, like, who the hell is that guy? Hi, <laughs> but I mean. He but but he but he was do he was kind of doing that. He seemed to be like from launch. He was he was the face, you know. He yeah. he was he was the face. He was kind of not obviously as prolific as say like Phil Spencer, but you know he 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 was putting himself out there. And then all of a sudden he went radio silent. I took a wee look at his um um social media stuff before I kind of started talking about you know to see what he'd been doing and he was even kind of quiet talking about Stadia on social media and stuff like that which I thought was really peculiar because even with the cyberpunk stuff and Baldur Gate, Baldur's Gate 3 everything kind of seemed to come from come from everything else but you know as I said I think it is a bit of a shame that they have sort of used him as a scapegoat because like you've said he's got bosses yeah, he's got someone their to bosses have to. bosses um, probably as you well you know but you know I mean? think who was it was it Chris Chris from Google um, and the on one of the blog posts referred to him as the uh, as a fearless leader at one point, and it's pretty well documented. Um, listen, I wouldn't worry about people like uh, Phil Harrison not being on social media much um, because I'll tell you something right now: if you and I was in his position and the job that he's got, I wouldn't be on Twitter or social media either. You know. I suppose I think it's just because they were generating that buzz and you know anything that was stadia related he was kind of retweeting and kind of being out there as the I face and the then best things that he did was just stay away from that because he does and there wasn't he does just bring in you know nothing against him but from past uh, and previous um, workings he has got a negative aura around them, you know, when it comes in the gaming landscape by certain, you know, groups and get in the gaming community. Um I think he just he's a very clever man. He just wants to get on with it. Marketing and being in the eye uh you know of the public is not the best place for him. He's not good at it. He's, he, he, you know it, it, his past proves that he's yeah. not good at it. Um and Steda didn't need, even need to do anything with Cyberpunk, but, really. 
the the fact that it just it worked was was you know the, the deciding factor, uh, and, and all that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, yeah, because that brought a lot of positive press. Um, and and talking about like press. You know, that's something that I think everybody out with the community sees. So they see, I mean, I think was it Gamer Tag Radio? I don't think really focus on um, Stadia content. Did a reaction podcast to this news? Like it, it, about the clo- about the close of the studio, you know, it was it was kind of big big news for people to report, but it was it was to report on the shortcomings of the platform, and that's kind of been the focus. But in amongst all that, I mean, kind of if we're going through like a timeline of events, if you're if you're looking at sort of the peaks and troughs, like you've said, that you know there was a good start in terms of pro games. There was the SGE stuff that was a bit of a bit of a bummer, but then. And and amongst all this, which nobody other than really kind of like Twitter and people who create content around Stadia are picking up on, there was the massive, yeah. massive backing of Sky Climbers. Dude, I've been I've been so in the live streams on Twitch asking we'll see any questions. Of that. Um, I did uh, just a, a small amount, uh, Have you a small it? amount of money. Um, and I tell you why I backed it. Um, not because I wanted to see it on Stadia or anything like that. Um, I just I, I come across it just randomly on Twitter. Sky climbers, and straight away the names appealing to me. I'm like, okay, what's this? Mm-hmm. Jumped onto the Kickstarter page. Jumped into the Discord. Yeah. Start going through all the information, and I, I, I begin to see what this game is. You know what, what the guys are trying to do with this game, and dude, I'm thinking here, right? So, we're going to be able to tame Sentius, and the Sentius are like the, the animals, um, sort of thing. So, I'm thinking this is taking me back to the days of uh, you know, catching Pokemon, and that that was when Pokemon hit when we were kids. Um, it was huge, man, it was huge, okay, yeah. Oh no, that I was, was right in there. Right. I did me by every Pokemon. penny of my pocket money used to go on uh, Pokemon cards, and I do not have one to show for it these days, uh, right now, honestly. <laughs> the, game, the game looks this, this Sky Climbers is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, 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 I'm zoned in on this, I'm wanting to know everything, okay? So there's different dynasties, there's different classes, I'm like. Okay, it's running on a an engine which just infinitely generates the world. I'm like, fucking hell, this is this is good. But then, so then it starts picking up speed because one person has retweeted it and another person has retweeted it. Uh, and then you know what it's like on Twitter with the the Stadia, you know the team Stadia. Mm-hmm. Um, they, when you get behind something, um, it can I be do. really really. Uh, forward thing. They get behind it. Aye. Those, but you those, see, those they, they, six people, man, they must be, they I'd must love be to minted. see this game on Google Stadia. I'd love to see this game on Google Stadia, which is, is perfectly reasonable, but I tell you what, I would not like to be the, yeah. the, the person manning that. <laughs> manning that. <laughs> yeah, as a Scotsman, I don't have patience for that. Social it's media. It's good <laughs> in that way. Uh, it's good. Yeah, but 
but but this is the thing, right? I, I don't know if you've seen the recent the, the recent tweet that went out. Dave Ten days Ehrlich, ago or something. I like think, that. How, when did the Kickstarter yeah. start off? Was it last week? Yep. About ten seem- days ago, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Three thousand, three thousand backers. They've got, um, I think her name's Carly from Stadia yeah. Source. She's and I was in a live stream with them when the guy the built that. As well. and, it's going to be in uh, the game, um, like right there on screen. It was amazing. I mean, that, I, I, I'll be honest, right? I haven't backed it yet, but I think that it, it, it's something yeah. that kind of looks interesting, but the aesthetic always reminds me of Breath of the Wild on the Switch, and I think that that's probably something that would maybe kind of appeal to people who, as I said, don't own a, own a player Switch, and I, I think I've got a bit of a block because I tried to get into Breath of the Wild because everyone says it's a, it's a masterpiece of a game, Dude. But I, the, I just the combat drove me nuts. There was just something, something about the combat that I just couldn't get into. And part of me was kind of worried. That's like, if I was, you know, am I going to be kind of faced with the same? You know, everyone's really, really hyped for this. If I buy into the hype and everyone's into it and knows how to play it and knows the mechanics, See, and I'm sitting there struggling I, with it, I'm like, am I? Am I think I I've always hands off. I think I always look for as well. Um, Depending where I'm going to buy the game, I want to know what the returns policy is straight away. So, like, so on Stadia, as long as I haven't played the game for any longer than two hours, I can return it, and I, I I can usually tell if I'm going to like a game within the first twenty minutes, an hour. It's just me personally. Um, so my mind's usually made up long before that. So the the, the time period runs out, you can always return the game. It's only going to it's only going to wait a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can part with the money, and you can't afford to wait for it to come back if you don't like it, that 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 option is is always there. But always make sure you read the terms and conditions of the returns policy, and make sure you're good with them before it. Um, but listen, I've returned games through Steam and Stadia, yeah. and as uh, both of them have been under two hours, and it's been returned perfectly fine. So. Use that, use that to your advantage to try try games. That's very fine. I think I think I will because I mean I do like how it looks and I like it and I you know I understand yeah. it's a it's a it's a city building RP action RPG, so it's kind of I think it's kind of got vibes of well I know it's obviously a different kind of um, lord and. Characters and stuff like that, but it's kind of given me kind of Valheim vibes. Every I don't know if you know much about every that. Every time I log into Steam, man, it's so and so is playing Valheim, so and so is playing Valheim, so and so is playing Valheim. I'm like, my god, man. <laughs> oh, two, two, mil- two million people so far have bought the game and it broke records for highest concurrent players. I think it was reported. Um, by IGN at beginning of the week, 350,000 people isn't playing this game at the same time. And the thing is, aye, it's insane, but I mean, obviously I know a lot of people are playing this locally. I don't think it's quite taxing to run, but you know, this is where, uh, this is kind of going to bring me on nicely to talking about compet- mm-hmm. like kind of Stadia's competitors and the top, like the topic yep. of tonight, because I know it's on GeForce now. 
it's uh, I mean, and you know that 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 I mean that's the thing. It's like that that and I know that um people in the community have kind of kind of mentioned it before, but it's like that game has just kind of created a buzz out of nowhere, and people who are into cloud gaming can get access to that on. You know that that for me is, I think, something that Stadia is kind of missing. They need to try and get on that kind of. Oh, because I not, mean, not on every single game, hype train, but you know, Stadia don't know that that's going to take off. Who knows? They could have they could have uh, took the game to them and asked them um, to put it onto the platform. Uh, we never know. Um, I suppose. But here's here's the thing as well: is it's it's easier. It's easier for developers to have their games on the likes of GeForce Now and uh, XCloud than it is to uh, have them on Google. Um, basically because they have to start from scratch well, yeah. sort of thing and build the game up uh, for the Stadia hardware, whereas, like, I know, for instance, XCloud, Microsoft send the developers, see when a developer's making a game for uh, Microsoft, for the export, Microsoft send them out some code and they integrate that code into the game so that when they send it to them, they can put it straight out uh, to xCloud and it allows for, you know, touchscreen uh, controls and allows... But the thing is, though, the thing is with that, though, is it's limited in terms yeah. of... It's, uh, you know, it's limited to 720 right now. It is, it is, and that again, it's quite good that you talked about that because it kind of leads into um, one of the bit news sort of things that I was kind of wanting to talk about was when Tom Warren um, spoke about the interface for the web-based version of XCloud that's going to run on Chrome and and, and Microsoft Edge. So, you know, it's kind of looking like it's yeah. kind of gathering some momentum, and that's in the testing phase potentially likely to come out in 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 the springtime i mean what do you th- i mean in your opinion what do you think the landscape's going to look like when that comes out and then in addition to that there's been oh, no, I had Luna heard that about Luna. Um, in March. I... now i could i i could i could be wrong and knowing me by the time this goes out there'll be something that comes out saying it's going to be later down the line but i know that somebody had mentioned in march and i know that luna are up in the ante in terms of their promotion because they're actually sponsoring twitch streamers and they're also doing little social media yeah. bits and pieces with people in the uk believe it or not that i've kind of seen as well so they're obviously seeing it as a bit you, of a you would you would, a, uh, you would like a bit to of think a hype so for this, right? yeah. something's uh, coming soon. listen i think luna was always going to eventually come over here at some time this year uh, because to wait any longer i think would have been you know a bit ridiculous um in terms of uh, of xcloud look from, from from what I understand, it, it's it, it's fairly easy for developers to uh, bring their games onto uh, XCloud. Well, it's easy for Microsoft to have them, you know, both as a digital download and in the cloud. Um, listen, Xbox has mm-hmm. God it's massive, you know. So when they when this eventually comes to browser and it becomes accessible by a lot more people, you know, through through Game Pass. 
uh, and with the titles and the games that they have, content is king. With the titles and the games that they have, it could possibly yeah, just take off and uh, change a landscape. But the thing is, the thing is, uh, here as well, oh God, I've completely forgot what I was going to say. Well, the resolution. Yeah, 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 uh, you're fine, man. I mean, we've been talking for a long it's time. Gonna be like, a lot of people say it doesn't matter, but it does. To console and hardware users, your resolution and your frames they matter. You know that's why they spend the money on the hardware because they want, um, you know, yeah. they want that full capability available to them. But then that's where I think Microsoft have made the smart play and go, oh, this is just a nice little add-on to have to your Game Pass Ultimate yep. because it's a, it's technically their beta. And then there was the talk of they're going to upgrade their blades so it is in line with like Series X. So it seems like that they are testing the waters in terms of you know just how much kind of pressure they can put on the system they're probably going to keep it at the 720. And I know people use it as a criticism. Mobile, but see if you're playing it on 720, a mobile screen. It doesn't matter whether it's 720. I mean, is it, is it really it's going so to small make, and I mean, compressed, I, you could hardly tell the difference. I, you, yeah, you can, you, 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 unless you're looking mm, at something oh. more along the lines of like pro model tablets and, you know, high, high, higher, higher end phones, which actually, ironically talking about that, um, you know, we're kind of starting to see, talking about Microsoft, EE in the UK are doing a gamer bundle. So if you get the Galaxy S21 um, with certain tariffs, you can get access, you'll get a free wow. Razer Kishi and you get Game Pass free for a year. Do you know? Do you know? I mean, it's like, this, this is what's kind of making me think. It's like, you know, where, where do we see Google going from here? Because competitors are making moves and fair enough, the tech might not, people might say the tech might not be there, but they're getting into position. So see when that tech does get there, it's it's full on, it's full steam ahead. And Sony, Sony are slowly behind them because there was the rumour of the patent for the Wi-Fi controller, similar to the Stadia controller. I wouldn't be surprised once the PlayStation 5 sales settle and get into a position that, and they're kind of hitting the targets that they want, that they'll start progressing on the cloud. Because I think that they're going to try and squeeze as much as they can out of their hardware whilst they've got the momentum. Of the I think, PS4. no, Microsoft and, and, and PlayStation, it's going to be a slow else. rollout because they are dependent upon hardware sales right now. They can't produce them fast enough to make sales uh, under the current climate. Um, mm -hmm. But on the subject, see, see, just quickly, actually, this is something I'll ask you if you even knew that this was happening. This... When you mentioned E and uh, the Razer Kishi and Game Pass, now I knew that was happening. Just from watching adverts and mm -hmm. the limited amount of time I watched TV or seeing ads online, I knew that was happening. But let me ask you, did you know that when the Google uh, Pixel uh, phones, so you had the 5G and the Google Pixel 5G, and was it the 4, 4A was the, the little brother version? Did you know that they were giving away three months of Stadia Pro with that? Yeah. 
Um, no, yeah, no, but I have a love-hate relationship with Google hardware. Sorry, Google fanboys. I like, I, I, I got a <laughs> Pixel 2 XL and I had it for three days. Um, it, it, and not because yeah. it was kind of bad. It was just I, the build, the, the, the build wasn't great. I, I didn't like it. You know, fair enough. I know it had the tech and it had it behind the camera and stuff like that. But then when it stopped charging after three days, uh, like I just wouldn't take a charge at all. And I was like, I can maybe understand why these drop in price, yeah, so price de- on these decline or yeah. depreciate. Sorry, it's probably for a better term. Pr- pretty quickly. Um, that I decided well, to, in terms of phones anyway, I know at the end of the day, it's all about personal preference, but that, I, I, I get, I know they're mm-hmm. giving away three months worth of Pro. I that I was getting on, that there more was uh, like in, in the terms well. of marketing. But as I said, every man you know, and their dog would have knew about that, the Game Pass and uh, Visa Kishi. Oh, right, I, um, but in terms of marketing, um, I would, I would, I would surmise. Well, maybe not the Chromebooks, but the phones. Why weren't they pushing that more? Because the four, the Google Pixel Four A was only like three hundred and forty nine pounds here for a brand new phone of the capabilities that had. That's that's Aye. a pretty good upfront price. So as in, in today's market, phone wise, that's a pretty good price for what that was giving you. So. Yeah, that's that's a totally. Di- I mean, I I don't really follow that side of tech as much as what I probably used to. Um, but you know, I I I kind of when they announced the mm. sort of the A model or the pixels, you kind of expected what they were trying to achieve with that. Um, and again, you know, the fact that the pixel for a while the pixel was the only place that you could actually play games remotely, like. On mobile, um, you know that that that's that's really kind of hampered it. And the, the the thing is as well, it's like we you know we're talking about this mobile deal. One of the things that I think will eventually take off is see mm-hmm. once lockdown gets eases, whenever that happens, and everyone starts getting back into the way of commuting. 5G kicks in, takes off everywhere. Then people are going to go. I've got this really easy access. I've got this really easy way to. Yep. I can I can play I can play for I can play fours on my phone on my way to work. That's amazing, you know that. And I think that one, you know, I think that COVID for all that it's had its impacts in terms of like development and stuff like that. But I think in terms of people's habits, everyone's in the house. You know, like people who have a Nintendo Switch, they got yeah. a Nintendo Switch because they're like, oh yeah, I can play it in the house and I can play it at home. I'll play it outside, sorry. But, you know, they're not they're not really going outside anymore, do you know what I mean? So it's always, you know, I would be very surprised if the most folk who have a Switch have got it, don't have it in their dock. Yeah. Um, so I think that that will, I think that that's deals come about at the right time because I think that if they keep, they're keeping that as a bundle, which means that it's not like a month only deal. I think it will be there for quite some time so that when folk come to upgrade on their mobile phone contracts and you know life kind of picks up again, I think that's going to be a pivotal point as well. And the TV app as well, I think will be another pivotal point that will pick things up. 
But again, I think that'll be for other platforms. It, Stadia needs to have controllers and shots. They do, but do you ever see... That's the thing with Google, do you ever see um, to pick, to pick up. You know, your, Nest, your Nest minis in the shops? Things. Um, Saint, believe oh, do not, they? The, the, Sainsbury, oh, the Sainsbury's near me has a wee shelf of Google products. And I and see, uh, yeah. so does Tesco's. I wouldn't see like your big hub maxis and stuff like that, not so much, but see like your net, your Nest Minis and your Chromecast TVs and even like your 30 quid. Oh, right. okay, I didn't, like I didn't actually yeah, realize that they go were, buy they them were at retail. you know, in as many as many places it shows you the amount of times that I go shopping and such, not but I think, no, listen, like everything, if you want to promote a product, you need to you need to market it. Um, and you're absolutely right. Getting getting the Stadia controller and Chromecast bundles in the um, in the shops would have been a good idea. But I think there's a reason that they're not doing that, and I think it is because the app was stated as coming to the Google TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said, yeah, they, I think they said the first half of 2021. Second half. Well, of the I, year I think they like that, it? Yeah. But like like oh, that could time, we know they've done times the deal with circle, LG. Man. I read that the the, the of apps going to be inbuilt in the LG TVs, but you can bet your bottom dollar that Microsoft mm-hmm. will have the Xbox app and their TVs as well. Samsung, that's it. I knew I'd read it somewhere. Samsung. So they yeah, so they've partnered with Samsung. You know, th- this this is going to happen right throughout the Aye. PlayStation will be on with someone soon uh, when when they. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe even maybe even they, someone they'll else. Be, you know, they'll be on their own like, TVs um, at some point for for their types of partnerships. You know, uh, very true. Every gaming company is going to try and get their their products in as many very, places very, as possible. Very, very true. Right um, now, uh, do we know where Stadia is going to go? No, we do not. We know we're not getting any exclusives. But the thing, the thing for me that they need to just keep doing is just keep getting the new games day and day. Don't make a big deal out of the, the pro titles, uh, you know, unless they're really good, you know, or the um, the old games. Make sure the consumers know that you are getting games day and day. That's the only way that through time that they will build up, you know, a, yeah, a solid sort of I... base foundation. Yeah, because I think right now, you know, I think for the for the rest of twenty twenty, there I hope that they will see some sort of stadia sort of redemption story where these negative presses will become less and less, and they'll be able to talk about the good updates and the good things, and maybe go out in the wider press in similar veins to, you know, how the press reacted when all the cyberpunk stuff came about and how well it ran and things. Um, because another thing that people haven't really kind of touched on probably in, in the wider media that the community are excited about is Outriders is coming day and day and it's also got the Stadia exclusive feature of Stream Connect um, which I know a lot of people who play like Ghost Recon Division 2 um, you know really value that feature you know for like you're, you're kind of your more hardened gamers I just like to run around like an idiot and just shoot whatever's in front of me but um you know as, as i said there's that positive there there's that feature that's there but that's just going to be 
overshadowed by everything else. And I, th- I think that I, I kind of hope that what we will eventually see is something that's, you know, I the first was kind of thinking, right, they need to do something, they need to do something, they need to come out and say something, they need to do something. And then the more I thought about it, I kind of started thinking about other um, sort of media outlets' views of, say, games that have had really, really rocky launches. Yes, I do. So, like for example, No Man's Sky. <laughs> do you do you ever do you remember No Man's Sky when it when it first came out? Had I never I really really wanted to buy. It. I was actually quite close to pulling the trigger on it, and then everybody said mm-hmm. it wasn't fulfilling the promise that that um, Sean Murray and Hello Games originally kind of kind of put out to everybody. But you know that game that game's coming on leaps and bounds in terms of content updates and they actually did the smart thing and they kept quiet and they just basically let the work that they were doing speak for itself and they gradually rebuilt the trust of the community now don't get me wrong there is a trust of the community is there I'd say in terms of the people that we see online I think it's it, it's it's still there in the most part there is the naysayers and things like that and you know I look at the platform still in a positive light because I enjoy using it and I enjoy playing with the people that I play with. But, you know, you can't, I, I, I really do kind of hope that, you know, it's like yourself, we do start seeing games day and day. And, you know, I think that even, I, I think that we need to kind of start seeing, you know, they are getting some indie titles and things like that, but I think they need to be getting kind of yeah, more. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like you prolific you, you want to grab these ones that take all the way up and I mean, like, that, but, um... like, I, but even even then, like, like I haven't watched the whole Direct, but Fall Guys get announced for the Switch, and then a day later it get announced for Xbox, it's coming in summer 2021, and then soon enough, the plan is it's going to be crossplay. Now I've secretly hoping that Fall Guys would come to Stadia with crowdplay because I think that that would be absolutely amazing. And if it had crossplay, it would give it enough legs to potentially build some momentum. And if it had an exclusive feature, and part mm-hmm. of me was also thinking that that could be a possibility because Devolver Digital have been supporting the platform with their various different published games that they, they've been they've been doing. There's that. Um, Outer the Outer Wilds again, critically acclaimed game from two thousand and nineteen, which has been on Xbox Game Pass. It's been on it's on the PlayStation. It's been on Steam. Um, you know, it's, it was one of those games that like people were really, really, really into, and I held off on it because apparently people said it didn't run that well on the PlayStation Four. Um, it's more better played played on like a PC that I was kind of holding off on on that to see where that went where that went and even games like Hades I mean I know that at the moment Hades is only available on the Nintendo Switch and the PC it's but not I think a game, game like either, that in terms would, of this if you were to do that even like with that, like touch, touch controls Well, it's it's not it's not mass it's not massive it is quite a long game but you know it's it's not it's not huge. It's not huge, and I think that if these titles were kind of launching alongside the consoles that were kind of catching up, because I know that a lot of indies are making more money. And and it's short term, they might make more money. Um, uh, you know, on, to be on. They need to keep producing the same on Game Pass. 
just in the same sort of uh, popular uh, games for that to be a, you know. Well, yeah. Yeah, but I th- I think that the, I think that what yeah I think the kind of the I might have not got the point I I, can't, I think the point I was trying to make was that Google's brand name needs to be in there the logo needs to be in there even if it's just to the point where people will probably dismiss it as a joke but I think that the more it's out there and the more people see it yeah. in amongst games getting launched that people will accept it as a platform that is out there and will be that is available and I think that you know people have kind of made a point that the issue about the day and date and stuff like that and I get you know it's issues uh-huh. reporting and all that sort of thing but there are companies out there that can do it Cyberpunk proved that Outriders has proven that but, um, what, I'm trying to think what other, what other did, kind of games have come did, 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 day and day maybe F1 2020 came day and date did it not Avengers came day and date, but they absolutely messed that game up on their own. Aven- Avengers came day and date. dreadful on every platform. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch, I need to watch the, what I say here because I know that there's certain folk in the community that absolutely love that game. And I don't know, did you watch the episode this uh, Stadia High? Oh, this is an absolute and, and contest. They were arguing really. what was the better so, game out of Avengers. In my opinion. <laughs> well, I... But, but, I, was, I, was watching, I was watching their arguments, right? And I was like... And the thing is, I, I, I couldn't watch it live at the time I was catching up. And I was like that. Everyone was talking about the oh cyberpunk's filled with bugs, filled with bugs, and I'm like that. Can somebody? I said somebody's got to come out and say uh, yeah. about the patch update that had a thousand <laughs> bug fixes for Avengers, and they actually and they and they and the Crystal Dynamics actually came out and said we have fixed a thousand bugs, and it's like no, mate, you know, yeah, the mass market right. be wearing that as a patch of honor. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was absolutely crazy. But um, I know, obviously, um, you're kind of quite sort of kind of push for time, kind of looking at the looking at the clocks. So I think there probably now would be a good time to kind of bring it to sort of a conclusion. So, for you as a consumer, what would you like to see? As what would you like to see oh, happen right, in the next year, in the next sort uh, of ten best. to twelve months? I think the best thing we can do right now is no news is good news sort of thing. Maybe just a bit. SG News closed, that's the way it is. Bring the games. Yeah. uh, Bring games day and date. Bring a good range of games for, uh, you know, a good range of consumers. It's going to make them turn and think, oh, I can play that there, you know. Click, play, really easy, convenient, brilliant. Um, Yeah. When you're bringing the games, uh, I think this is possibly the time we'll, we'll start to see what they've been working on with the developers in the past year or two for the hundred odd games that are coming that are coming this year. And you know that's that's minimum right now. Mm-hmm. There, there's probably going to be more. Um, let's start to see them uh, bringing these games in with the features that the that the. Uh, that Stadia can offer, you know, with your crowd choices and your crowd plays and your stream connects um, and all that, you know, to try and give themselves an edge over over the, the, the cloud competition, you know. Um, 
do you think the platform to needs a Fortnite or Call of Duty to survive? To, uh, yeah, and to, and, and I, I don't I don't mean this in like I I I mean like to kind of stay afloat probably and and still be in amongst their 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 competitors when they kind of start going in the uh, first yeah. because right Play now the channel platform just now has COD, which I think people seem to forget. You know, we can. Uh, I I view Shadow as something different. Shadow yeah. is a PC in the cloud, and you've got the option of what you want to play because you can use GOG, Steam, Epic. I think you know, and I've seen people compare it to the Epic Game Store, and I just think it's apples and oranges, mate. I, I personally, I know that they're both a la carte, but and you can use it on GeForce now, but you know, I I, I still don't quite get the comparison. I know that some people might and they run with it and that's fine, but I think that, you know, I'm kind of more yes. looking at the games available on the platform and I know that they've got different subscription models yeah. and all that sort of thing. Um, but so I'm just you're asking that if you need a COD or a Fortnite to survive, I don't think they need either COD or, or Fortnite. What I think they need is the next Call of Duty or Fortnite. If you, if you know what I mean, like how long's Fortnite been around now? Um, got it. and people are still buying Call of Duty, and that game is absolute trash. By the way, it's absolute trash. Yeah, they literally it's like FIFA, and uh, in, in the terms of it's the fucking same thing. It's a copy and paste job every single year, and people still play. And if I, for one, do not the games do not fulfil me personally. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that if Call of Duty or Fortnite was to drop on the platform we would see a certain influx and in numbers um, maybe people upgrading who only play Fortnite and Call of Duty on their mobiles or tablets can upgrade to playing their phones maybe they would spend the, the £100 for the Chromecast and the, and, the, uh, and the controller because it's not £500 on a console but yeah. I think the See the players that play Call of Duty and Fortnite, they have the place to play it right now. Uh, I, I don't see I, any of them switching. I, I, but I don't think I don't think Google uh, Stadium needs it. I don't think they need it. They need the next Fortnite, the next Fortnite or Call of Duty style game that's going to take off. Um, and they need to get it. They need to get it day and date. Uh, so if they're speaking about it, if they're speaking about a game that's on Steam, right? This this new uh, looter shooter or whatnot. If they're, if they're talking about it on Steam. You know, I accept it. Oh, this game's brilliant. Um, people might then turn around and go, Oh, my disk space. Let me just try it. Let me try it on Stadia because I could try it. And if I don't like it within two hours, I can get my money back. And it doesn't cost you anything to start into the game, to start into the uh, into the platform, you know. See, I think that's what they were kind of maybe trying to hope with Destiny 2 in terms of how massive that game was going to be and making that go free to play. And again, that's another positive. Destiny 2 is free again, to play. Again, Destiny 2 is free to play on other platforms. You can sign in and play Destiny 2 for hee-haw. <laughs> for something different no one else has got that's free to play. True, but I, I, again... You know, to stand know, out and, and, so. and they need to offer something. They need to offer something different yeah. if they want to you know, bring in the new consumers but right now just bringing games day and day I think is the only thing that they, they can really do uh, just sustain that level 
Yeah. I I think I think the same. I think continuity is probably key. Um keep the blog posts coming in terms of keeping the communications coming. Try and get the games day and date. Um, you know, if they're not coming day and date, try and keep the people informed as to when they're likely to come. There's so many games that are in the that are out there that we know are coming, but we don't know when they're scheduled for release, like Mafia. Um, showed Mafia was, uh, June last year. Uh, the Borderlands, the Handsome Collection, that was like yeah. rated like last year. <laughs> I and then it's 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 still not here. And then you've got like do, 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 do you know what do you what know the thing is? It's like they were saying, yeah, we've got nine oh, new games yeah. coming. And then I actually forgot that this game was coming in March. Disco Elysium. That's that's uh, that 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 was a really kind of critically acclaimed game on Steam. It's coming to console, uh, PS4 and PS5, and Stadia before before it comes to Xbox and Switch. Because it's coming to Xbox yeah. and Switch later in the Stadia year. should be promoting this. Uh, and they should. And no, you're abs- absolutely right. I didn't they should be out the there and going uh, being promoted. Because, I, I mean, I talk to people in the community, it's like, a lot yeah. of games are you excited for and, and they're kind of referring to the recent blog post, which in my opinion, I felt was pretty decent. Um, but, you know, and I, I do quite like the look of maybe jumping into judgment, but the I, I, it wasn't until I kind of realised, I went, there's a whole host of things like Disco Elysium's coming and I was really, really keen to get that. Um, you know, hopefully if I get some birthday money in the next month, we'll see, might treat myself. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that they just need to be careful. I think we need to be careful with our messaging. Just get more games out there. I'm hoping that it's the right games that are out there. Um, uh, you know, do they keep the Stadia brand? Who knows? Do they roll it into YouTube or whatever to try and kind of repackage yeah. it? Who knows? But as long as it survives in some way, shape, or form, because we know the tech works. I've got a lot of confidence in the tech, um, great belief in the tech, and fair enough, I know it's may have its issues and, and, and that sort of thing, but I think that everything will eventually come full circle and come to fruition that people will kind of hopefully forget about it. No, I mean, there's it's loads good news as it news. The, the Their voices aren't being heard. Negative. You know, that it's not... easier for them to... Aye. You know, sell a negative in, in the press than it is to sell a positive. I mean, as I said... It's life. Yes. Well, I'm hoping that we haven't sold a negative this evening. I don't think we have. I think it's been a pretty balanced balanced chat about how we feel. You know, we obviously are kind of invested in the platform and passionate mm-hmm. about the platform that we've spent our own personal time to talk about it and promote it and stream it in other ways as well. You know, yeah. we, we are invested. I'm you're part of the racing community um you know i'm part of the steady bass community network as well just started yesterday you know i am in this for the long haul um as i I said there are kind of periods where it is an emotional roller coaster like i said hello and welcome to the good vebo radio podcast 
I am your host Andy Waring and today I will be flying solo. Yes, that's right, it's just little old me today, I'm afraid. Um, today we're going to be talking about some of the recent news um, in relation to Google Stadia, uh, talking about the Bloomberg article from Jason Schreier as well as the recently published article from Video Games Chronicles. But before we dive into today's topic, just some housekeeping to go over. Uh, the podcast will remain an audio-only podcast and will be available on Apple, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Still no plans for a Patreon, however, if you wish to support and chuck in a couple of quid in the tin, there is a link in the description, um, which if you wish to support would be greatly appreciated, and anyone who does show any support will receive a shout out on future episodes of the podcast, as well as streams throughout the month of March. As always, everybody's support is really appreciated. Last week's episode received 23 listens, and it really does mean the world to me. Hopefully this week we'll be able to get even better and hopefully grow the podcast week to week so thanks very much for taking the time out of your day and to listen to the content and you know i hope to improve it and i hope you're really enjoying it so thanks for that 